Hello everybody, I'm Richard James Rogers and I'm a high school science teacher and I'm the author of an award-winning book for teachers called The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. So uh, do please check that out. It's available on Amazon, Book Depository and at all good retailers. So, everybody, um, today I'd like to describe what I believe to be one of the most important characteristics of an excellent teacher, and that is the characteristic of patience. And we're going to focus today on the importance of patience in teaching. And I'm going to set the scene by telling a story. And this is a real story that is um, about a real student of mine from a few years ago. He was, he was a mediocre student for many years, achieving unremarkable grades across the board at IGCSE level. He was quiet, uh, withdrawn, stealthy, um, and he seemed a little bit shy. And he didn't seem to make the kind of progress that I would have wanted him to make at IGCSE level. He just seemed um he just seemed as though he didn't quite get it. And he it seemed as though his his English ability, which was um which was rather low at that time, he was an English as a additional language learner, and it seemed as though his, his English ability was holding him back. And then when he um, when he started his IB diploma studies, everything just suddenly changed, and it was pretty amazing. And um, his personality stayed the same. He was very quiet, very withdrawn, didn't talk much, but wow, he was achieving really high scores on his tests. He was handing in very very detailed homework. He produced coursework that was really really um, on point and. Um, detailed and thorough and um, at an advanced level there was there was stuff in his coursework that was above and beyond even what he was supposed to know at IB level and it finally seemed as though he was he was achieving real success and that's what it looked like at least on paper and in the end that particular student achieved the highest score in his whole school for his IB diploma he got something like, um, well, he got well above 40 points um, on his IB diploma, and he was well above the world average. And it was, it was a surprise. By everyone's judgment, it was a monumental achievement, but it was also a surprise. Because I and my colleagues had taught this student for around about four or five years. And for three years prior to his... Um, IGCSEs, he was not really achieving that much. And then all of a sudden, at IB level, he just came out of nowhere and really surprised everybody. Um, his, his work ethic um, must have changed, I guess. He was, he was just really going for it. He was definitely working hard. We could tell that. And he was understanding the concepts we were teaching in class. And he was achieving great scores on his end of unit tests. And this story of this young man is typical of many stories I have um, 
heard and many experiences I've had during my time as a teacher. Many, many, many. One that I'm the most proud of is a young girl that came to me in um, the beginning of year 11 to study IGCSE chemistry. Uh, she'd come from um, Iceland and she'd never studied chemistry in Iceland at all. And she came to me and she was studying IGCSE chemistry. And normally that course takes two years to complete. And she only had less than one year to finish this course. And she'd never studied chemistry before. So it was when I when I um, first met this student, she was very shy. She was very scared. She seemed as though um, it, or it seemed as though she was doomed to failure because she'd, she'd never learned chemistry before. Um, and she she did her first test with me and she got a grade U. So she didn't even get um, a level one. And then as time went by, her her test scores got better. Um, I gave her a bit of private tutoring. She did some extra work at home. She really pushed herself. And I also tried my best to push her by encouraging her, even though I knew that it was a monumental task that she had ahead of her. And anyway, in the end, she got a grade A star in IGCSE chemistry, and she'd beaten most of the people in her year group. And these were students who had studied chemistry for at least three or four years, and this student had never studied chemistry before. So amazing, and there's, there's many, many experiences I've had like this over the past 16 years as a teacher. And I think the message that all teachers need to take from today is that patience, having patience with our students, is probably one of the um, most important qualities that a teacher can have. And I'll ask you, how many times has this happened to you as a teacher? When a student shows improvement over time and even surprises you with how much progress they make, sometimes our students just seem to grow into achievement and some grow slowly and steadily um, over time. And some can just really surprise us with, uh, with the way they just grow so quickly and they improve so quickly. And often students like this, they defy everyone's initial predictions. Well, I believe strongly in the power of patience when working with students. And this takes, I believe, emotional control on the part of the teacher. But the reward is well worth the wait. By being supportive, by referring students to the most helpful resources and allowing each day to offer a fresh start for every learner, I found that even my greatest expectations are often exceeded. And I think it's so important that we don't get into the habit of putting students into boxes. Students can always surprise us. Just because a group of students, for example, are in the bottom set of mathematics, that does not mean that they are a lost cause. With the right environment, with the right encouragement, and with patience, even our lowest achieving students can achieve excellent progress, or can make excellent progress, I should say. And some of those students will, will even exceed even our wildest expectations. However, does patience in teaching 
begin and end with waiting for our students to succeed? Well, that's certainly important, I have to say, and that can often take years and years when waiting for our students to succeed and when, when encouraging and pushing and mentoring and helping our students to succeed. That can be a long process that can take a number of academic years. And I do believe that the teaching profession needs to take a more long-term view of how students learn. And I think oftentimes in teaching we're too focused on how much progress has been made in one lesson or how much progress has been made in one term or how much progress has been made in one academic year. But I don't think we're very good, generally speaking, at looking what's happening year after year after year after year to our students. And not just in terms of their grades, although that's important, but in terms of their personalities, their emotional intelligence, their IQ, their reasoning ability, their critical thinking skills, their um, ICT skills. All of these things, I believe, should be tracked and monitored year after year after year after year. But I don't believe that patience begins and ends just with waiting for students to succeed. I'm convinced, actually, that effective teachers use patience as a useful tool for dealing with a number of situations. So what kind of situations, then, does patience um, help us with? Well, patience is something we need with ourselves as teachers as we approach deadlines and work steadily towards getting everything done. We have to be forgiving to ourselves and sometimes we have to learn to leave work at work where possible. Now, I know that yesterday in my uh, last episode, I did talk about the fact that sometimes teachers need to bring work home. And oftentimes we need to work overtime during term time. And that's just a part of the part of the job. But there are times when we need to let go of work and leave it at work and, and have forgiveness for ourselves when we don't quite get as much done as we wanted to do. And we also have to have patience with ourselves in terms of our personal growth as teachers, I believe. One thing I was taught to do at the end of my PGCE with Bangor University was I was taught to be a reflective practitioner. And I think that's a great phrase to keep in mind. Become a reflective practitioner. And what does that mean? It means if we've had a bad lesson or we've had a bad day, let's ask ourselves, was that me or was that the student's? And if it's us, if we're the ones that have caused the problems, if we didn't do as good as we should have done, if we didn't meet deadlines, if we didn't um, teach as well as we wanted to teach, whatever it might be, we have to forgive ourselves and we have to let it go and start fresh again the next day. And that takes patience with ourselves. Secondly, I believe we need patience with our colleagues, especially when dealing with requests and projects. Um, oftentimes, we're teaching and emailing at the same time or within the same lesson. 
Uh, we're constantly doing paperwork as teachers these days. And that often involves an interplay between many people within the school. And it's very important, I believe, that we acknowledge that our colleagues and our peers have their own lives and they have commitments. And often those commitments are things we don't even know about. We might not even be aware of those commitments. And not just commitments at home or outside of school or in general life, but many of our colleagues have got commitments um, internally within school that we might not be aware of. So we have to have patience with our colleagues. If we don't get an immediate reply to an email, let's not get angry. Let's have some patience. Let's step back, take a deep breath, and let's remember that our colleagues also have commitments and have their own lives as well. And we also, of course, need patience with our students, as I've already mentioned, but for a number of reasons, actually. Um, a good example is when we're dealing with late homework and when we're waiting for progress to happen, as I've mentioned. Now, I acknowledge that we may have to follow whole school sanction systems. So, for example, a detention may be a mandatory sanction in the case of a late homework. However, what I have seen over my teaching career and what the research indicates is that where possible, patience should be deployed. Now, if a student consistently hands in work on time but fails to bring a piece of homework to you one day, then the question is, should that student be sanctioned right away? Should that student get a detention right away? Should that student be um, spoken to um, at the end of the lesson in, in a very stern and disappointed voice? Well, the answer to that question is going to depend on your school's policy. It's going to depend on any sanction system that's in place, and it's going to depend on your judgment. If your school, for example, has a mandatory um, minus point or a detention for late homework, then I would say that you've got to apply that sanction system fairly and consistently. So that means those students who are not handing in homework regularly and who you're giving detentions to, you've got to do the same for that perfect student who doesn't hand in that homework one time on time. You have to give the same sanction. If you're applying it to other students, then we've got to be fair and we've got to apply the sanctions fairly. However, if you've got a bit of leeway with sanctions and you're able to use your own judgment, then I would say that patience is always the best remedy. Allow the student a bit of time. Okay, can you bring it to me tomorrow? Okay, bring it tomorrow then have a little bit of leeway and that, that can help because we must remember that our students are learning and they're not just learning our subject, um, they're, they're learning how to organise themselves, they're learning how to have self-discipline and I can tell you in my life personally there are many areas of my life where I don't have good self-discipline and even at 38 years old I am still learning ways to work more efficiently and ways to be more productive. So I think that we have to extend patience to our students who are much younger than us in many cases. And can you think of any other areas in which you would need to use patience as a teacher? 
Perhaps it's in waiting for the queue at the photocopier to subside. I know I've been there many times waiting for people to finish their printing so that I can get on the photocopier. Uh, that takes patience, especially when you've got a short break time and you want to have a cup of coffee and a biscuit or something like that and you need to do some printing at the same time. That takes patience. Um, perhaps you need patience in waiting for a reimbursement for some petty cash you had to spend on school expenses and it's taking time. Well, that takes patience as well. Perhaps we need more patience when waiting for email replies. Well, we're doing so much emailing these days and if you're a teacher working in China or uh, in, a, in a school system where they're using chat apps, then you need even more patience then. I remember when I, when I worked in China... Um, the school tended to use things like um, QQ and WeChat as opposed to email. So everything was real time and you really had to be on the ball so you didn't miss these notifications and these messages. And lots of patience was required to... Um, patience with yourself if you miss something and patience with other people if they didn't read your message. I've got a quote here from Leslie, Leslie Schwab, and she is a college science and maths professor. And she thinks that um, patience may be the most important characteristic that all outstanding teachers possess. And in her article, which is at schooleofeducators.com, which I'll link below this um, episode, she writes that, there are several characteristics that all good teachers have in common. They are patience, concern for their students, willingness to adapt and knowledge of the subject being taught. If these characteristics are lacking, a teacher cannot be an effective educator. Patience may be the most important characteristic of all. It is most important for teachers of subjects in science and mathematics. Some students can comprehend this subject material with minimal effort, while others may require more extensive explanations that may have to be repeated a number of times. As a college professor, I have had more students express anxiety over having to take basic college algebra over any other subject. When questioned about the reasons for this anxiety, the overwhelming response was that their high school math teachers were terrible. Their main critique of math teachers was their inability to explain solutions to math problems in a clear and concise manner. When these students would continue to state their lack of understanding, the teachers would lose their patience and simply tell them to go home and practice more problems. When some students requested extra help, their teachers informed them they were unavailable for tutoring after class. Wow. Now, I think that quote that I've just um, mentioned to you is really powerful. There's a lot of juice we can extract from that quote. Um, all good teachers have the following in common. Patience, concern for their students, willingness to adapt and knowledge of the subject being taught. Uh, Leslie mentions that patience may be the most important characteristic of all. And the example she gives of these mathematics students who have gone to university after 
what sounds like some terribly impatient teachers from high school having taught them, um, well, those students going to university have got baggage. They've got baggage from high school because teachers were just not patient with them. And those teachers would would not do extra tutoring and were not able to explain the steps of the calculations in a concise manner. And as a mathematics teacher myself, because I don't just teach science, I teach mathematics and um, I teach chemistry. So there's a lot of mathematics in chemistry. I can tell you that it does cause anxiety for students and we have to have patience. We have to we have to know that when the, when a student sees something for the first time, it may take a long time to grasp those concepts. I was the same when I was a student. Um, I look back and it's it's quite funny. Simple things like drawing an XY graph using an x-axis and a y-axis that to me was really mind-boggling at first when I first saw that I just didn't did not get what it was all about and it, it took a good year and a half to to finally click um, and then there were things like um, binomial expansion and um, Pearson's product moment correlation coefficient as I as I studied maths later on which again took a long time to figure out and as a chemistry teacher there are concepts that I'm teaching my students now and I remember learning the same concept concepts when I was their age when I was 16 17 years old and there are some topics I'm teaching my students now which are easy to me because I'm the teacher and I've done it so long but I remember being 16, 17 years old, learning, for example, Hess's Law and thinking to myself, what the hell is this all about? What on earth is going on? And I still remember sitting in chemistry class thinking, what is Hess's Law? What is this? How does it work? What does this mean? I don't get it. I totally don't understand. Now, of course, it's easy, but back then it was really difficult. And, and I think we have to appreciate that when our students see something or try and learn something for the first time, it can be really intimidating and it can be really um, challenging. And it may take students years to fully learn something. And I honestly believe that sometimes high school is not enough time for some students to learn certain things. Sometimes they do need to reach adulthood and go through university and have a bit of life experience before they fully comprehend certain things. And, and that's another reason why we have to have patience with ourselves. Whilst we, we have to always, of course, push our students as much as we can, we have to also realise there are some students who are always going to take longer than others. And we can't always take every student to a grade A star. There are some students who are only going to get a grade D or a grade C. But we must not assume that that's going to happen from the start because any student can surprise us. So I really hope that that was an interesting um, episode today. This episode is actually supported by a blog post I've written at richardjamesrogers.com, which is my blog for teachers, so please do check that out. 
And uh, do follow me on Twitter as well. And my Twitter handle is Richard J.A. Rogers. And um, I will see you next time for another episode. So thank you very much. Push hard, love hard, and take care.